Hey yo, what's good? What it do? What it is? How your mama doing? This is Aubrey's License, your boy Quinn Counts, aka QC. Got a nice little episode for y'all. This is uh oh I gotta let you know. Uh this is a podcast that's like the FUBU for artists. It's by us for us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are my target audience. Shout out to all my freelance artists, shout out to people that you know that that dig that like that and support the artists, whatever, or just draw by culture or whatnot. Based out here at NYC, you feel me? So boom, right? Um, I got a nice little episode for y'all. Uh, a few months ago, I had like a panel. It was uh, every now and then I do an art versus light panel, and where I pick an industry, uh, like dance industry, visual art, visual art industry, film industry, blah blah blah, and I pick people with different like you know levels of the game, different amounts of experience, and that come from different like cultural backgrounds and whatnot. Come down, sit down at a at a little panel event. You know, we have like you know music performances, you know, the bar popping. You know, we have the little treats and everything, and uh, everyone's having a good time. But the whole point of the joint is that like you know these people are kind of just opening themselves up like the book, you know, like a book to kind of just show us like to what it's like to do what they do and how they do it, how they got to it. And the whole point is to kind of humanize the role. Um, because there's a lot of independent, self-guided, self-taught uh, artists and people out here who is kind of like, you know, have if they have anything in common with me, the way that we were able to do a lot of the things that we have done and are doing is just from learning from the people right next to us, and that's kind of how it goes, you know, especially for those who are like, you know, school and formal training wasn't an option, you know, so that, that you know, that's kind of been my passion. It's just bringing people together and then them walking away with more than just, oh, I had a good time. It's also like, boom, I click with somebody and we, we're we both passionate about this particular topic and we might even be able to do something together. So that was the whole basis of it. So boom, all right. The Shout out to Gamba Forest. Um, it was nice, nice little uh, community venue out there in Greenpoint, uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Uh, hosted by uh, Melissa Gurney and Chris Carr. You know, Chris Carr, you know, you know Brook and Wildlife. Uh, you know, um, a very important figure in the community as far as I'm concerned because, you know, they create a platform for people who otherwise would have never had a platform. You know, um, there's a lot of people doing what they're doing now almost directly as a result of working with these people because, they, you know, they're all about encouraging and uh, empowering and informing people or whatnot and uh, creating spaces for people. So shout out to them. So, you know, so we held it there, Gamba Greenpoint. Uh, who, who, I, who I sat down with? I sat down and I spoke with uh, Nia Ness, who's a poet and dancer duo, uh, two black women uh, doing anything thizzle. You talk about the whole, we're going to go into that. Uh, Xavier Townsend, shout out to Mur- uh, Muriel Peterson, aka Murray Lynette. Uh, you know, it extra dope. You know, what I'm saying conversation, uh, extra fire. All right, so we def- I'm definitely gonna let that play for y'all. Uh, before we even get to that, because all right, hold on, hold on. before we even get to that, I gotta talk about like son. <laughs> it was a few weeks ago. Shout out to Old Henny Cornelius, yo. I don't know who was actually able to. Like for everyone that was able to make it to the to the roast that he had like a few weeks ago, uh, fan that joint was extra hilarious and tragic all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Get well soon, on Henny. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Please, if you're hearing this, just tag him and say, 
you know, hashtag get well soon. <laughs> you feel me? The old handy, hashtag old handy roast, hashtag get well soon. Because people showed up and roasted this man. You feel me? Uh, no, but shout out to him, no lie, because it takes a lot of humility and it takes a lot of, you know, just the passion and, you know, for a community to even want to put yourself on a griddle like that, the way he did. And what he did was, you know, for those who don't know O'Henry Cornelius, he's like a actor, comedian, MC, producer. He's like a multimedia artist. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, I look up to Duke. You know what I'm saying? He's very inspiring, especially everybody in the Brooklyn Wildlife Network uh, knows and respect Duke. And uh, so he, you know, eventually he was like, "Yo, listen, let's do this roast event." You know, hey, look, uh, he, you know, and uh, so who was on the panel? It was me. Uh, Brent Butler, uh, freaking, uh, and O'Haney Boy Preston, who's also a comedian and writer, and his other man. I, I never, I didn't catch his name, but I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> so, so the, oh, and uh, he he had somebody show like a roast video with somebody holding up pictures of him, uh, roast roasting him picture by picture, like you know what I mean? Because anybody who know, all right, anyway, boom. So the night getting started. Everything going well, you know what I'm saying? We got the music going on. We got DJ Lobo and the DJ on the ones and twos. Uh, you know, O'Henny uh, linked up with a lot 18 and made a, 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 a wine named after him. You know, shout out to lot 18, shout out to Brent Butler for making that happen. And uh, so, boom, you know, I go up first. I'm keeping it light, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, bruh, I, like, I know how this shit can go. So, uh, you know, I get the mic, you know, first of all, before I even got on the mic, soon as I walk into the venue, I'm smoking his boots, you know, I'm roasting everything head to toe, you know what I'm saying, because that's how dynamic anyway, so I got on the mic, it was no different, you know, it was like a mix of, you know, I'm, I'm roasting the, the Kool-Aid purple polo he got on that never seen an iron, you know, to the, to the, the Nigerian Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, uh, 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 pro cast he had on his feet, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to the, to the extra tight shorts he had on looking like boxes with pockets, you know what I'm saying, I just had to get them, you know, it was all love, but it also showed like some, you know, I had to give them the big ups too, you feel me, like, uh, it was good times, and then, Brent Butler gets on the mic, man, we all need to get well soon after that one, uh, Brent Butler, he's a, a MC, you know, a multimedia performer. He does all kinds of, fam, this guy does everything. Um, so he gets on, he not only roasts O'Henny, he roasts everybody in the room and then gets the O'Henny. <laughs> like, something, something, I can't even, like, he, he was going, he, it was one of them jokes where he's teetering on the line of, like, offensive and funny. Like, he even got, like, <laughs> yo, it, it was crazy. I can't even get to me detail, like, but he, uh, uh, he 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 got at me for like having braces for 17 years and all of that. He got that uh, first joke he said about O'Henny. He was like, "Yo, he's like, yo, I heard I'm supposed to be doing the roast, you know what I'm saying?" And then started doing a little research, but then I realized I'm like, "Yo, I don't really know much about O'Henny." So I guess that's I guess that's uh, how some must feel. Everybody was like, "Fam." <laughs> yo, he got that Chris Carr teeth. It was O.D. So. Brent Butler went in, everybody was rolling, he roasted me, you know what I'm saying, uh, and then Preston went on, violated, it, like, I've never, like, that event was so funny, I was laughing straight through the whole thing, and then last homie that went on, son, <laughs> that was so deep, so boom, so you know how, like, you know, what can save a, you know, an edgy joke, you know, like a joke where you kind of, like, tear along the lines of, a little bit too personal, a little bit too mean, but you can save it if it's just that much more funny. 
All right, so <laughs> shout out to homeboy. And I'm only saying this because he knows this well. He's explicitly acknowledged this. He knows. There's no secret. <laughs> so his jokes ain't had none of the funny in it. It was all the offensive personal. <laughs> he was going in. Shout out to this. <laughs> but it, it was a good time for me because I get to watch everybody cringe. And O'Henny standing under a literal spotlight. <laughs> Take all of it with the super game face. Shout out to O'Henny's game face. Um, but yeah, man, um, so, the, so that's the type of stuff that goes down at Gamba Forest. Also, RIP, because, you know, Gamba, uh, they actually, uh, at the end of the fall, 2017, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna relocate, they're gonna move to a different venue, um, but we had a lot of great times at, uh, Greenpoint, uh, shout out to them, shout out to Chris and Melissa for, like, keeping that thing going, um, so yeah, man, we's gonna get into that interview, enjoy. <laughs> This is a good look, right? This is a good look, right? I'm glad y'all here, yo. Know I'm saying? Oh, I gotta get the formality out of the way for the sake of the, the video and audio joint. This is R versus Life, you know what I'm saying? It's Quentin Counts, people know me as QC and all of that. Um, Got some very special guests with me. Um, Would y'all mind just introducing yourself one by one? And you can probably even talk about, uh, like, mention what kind of, like, craft that's, like, your main vice. <coughs> Hi, my name is Xavier Townsend. I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I currently live in Brooklyn, Bushwick, New York. Uh, I primarily focus on ballet contemporary, but I also crump, so I try to mix and blend the two. A little uh, classic, classical dance with street flavor. Hi, I'm Nia. I'm one half of Nia Ness, the dancer-poet duo that is based in Sheepshead Bay. Brooklyn, South Brooklyn. We deep in the South. Um, my my half as a dancer, I'm a contemporary dancer that is heavily influenced by African dance, crump, and modern dance. So pretty much uh, everything she said. Except <laughs> that I'm the poet half of Mia Ness and. Um, I mean, I'm Ness. <laughs> and yeah, um, I do poetry, uh, spoken word, and I write. Hi, so um, my legal name is Muriel Peterson, but my uh, stage name is Murray Lynette, Murray like the boy. Um, and uh, I am a freestyle dancer. Uh, I focus mainly on street styles of dance, um, but my two. I guess my two favorite out of all the styles are um, 90s hip hop, because I grew up doing that, mm. and um, breaking. Hey, um, break it? Yeah. You know how to break, man? Little bit, little bit. Oh, you was gonna have the braids, though. I was spinning, I'm working on the oh, spin. Oh, I'm working on it, but I can do the headstand. I already yeah. gave you like Oscar roses. Do, no, no, no. <laughs> there's a method, there's a method, and um. Find <laughs> And I also sing, and uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm from Long Island. I'm way out, but I love Brooklyn. I'm just saying that now. <laughs> 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 word, word. It's like, nah, I'm just out. I don't care. Hey, yo, Domo, what up, fam? How you doing? You chilling? Yeah, man. Yeah. I just rode my bike, so I'm a little flustered. I can tell from the hat. You got the uh, white man can't jump. Uh, Wealthy Snipes hat. Venice Beach. That's a nice beach. <laughs> <laughs> Venice Beach. Oh, 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 Venice Beach. That's where they shot the movie. At the oh, where? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Two to three inches 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I almost got hit by a car the other day, too. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got hit by a car the other day. Oh, yeah? yeah? That's like everyday life of that bike stuff, yo. Yeah, um, so we're going we um, to set the preliminary for the discussion. We're going to play two videos first, you know what I'm saying? Then from now on, we're just going to chop it up. Like, so this is like a, a discussion panel, quote-unquote, and all of that, but we're really just artists that's kicking it right now. Like, I'm genuinely like, out there want to like, talk with y'all. We all talk with each other about like, the life. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, lights. Lights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, joke time over there. <laughs> 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 you see Marlo on your shit? That's that Marlo shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the volume's up, right? Fam. Man, ain't got no business. Man, ain't got no business getting anybody emotional like that. I right? cut that out, man. That was fire, yo. Put my shoes back on. Hey <laughs> yo, nah, we gonna we gonna cover all the bases though. But I gotta gotta say a couple of joints about that piece though. I'm like, yo, fan. First of all, one thing that I enjoy better than the just the the synergy between you know what I'm saying, like just how you know what I'm saying. I could, I know y'all talk about from actual experiences and, <laughs> and it definitely came through with the performance, but I also enjoy how uncomfortable people was in the audience. So thank you for that. You know I mean? Also, who who who's filming that? Was that y'all people's? Because he was right where he needed to be, or yeah, she was yeah. right where they needed yeah, to be yeah, when they needed to be there. So did y'all know this person already? Have they yeah, seen him? I don't think he's he hasn't seen the he didn't see the piece before, has he? Did he see the piece before? No, 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 he didn't have the piece before. Well, he was just yeah. Feeling it. Word. Yeah. The the violin person was they was they was that like after the fact or was they there with the violin or something? No, um we had the song playing Exurgency by Zoe Keating. Keating. Zoe Keating? Yeah. Right, we'll She's gonna put the link amazing. to that though. I'm gonna put that on my iTunes. Yeah. yeah. Word. You know how it's like you hear a song in the right context and now you like the song because it just yeah. reminds yeah. you of yeah. emotions and all of that. Um so, you know, I'm sorry we like limited on the amount of mics, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just whenever somebody talking, while you're talking, try to grab the mic when you can, try to pass to the person that's talking, whatever like that, you know what I mean? But don't, don't, let, it, don't let it keep what you gotta say for coming out, you feel me? Um, so, uh, Murray, what's the second part of that again? Yeah. Listen, 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 listen. That's okay, no worries. I gave him a different name when I spoke to him today. I facts, gave him my legal name. Facts, exactly. So and then I was like, I hey, I'm Murray. And he was like, uh, 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 yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Word. So boom. So the first video that we listened to, uh, that we watched, and all of that, um, that was a uh, that was freestyle, right? So it was a combination. Um, basically, what I did was I I really love the song. And um, the school that I performed at is actually my mother's school. And so uh, one of the ladies um, that was there, I, I know all the staff because I teach there um, part-time as well. And so she was like, I need you to come and do a show. So I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? And she's like, whatever you want, just come. So I had been feeling that. Oh wait! Right, right. <laughs> but um, so I had been feeling that song for a really, really long time. So I was like, well, I've been listening to that song, and I love that song. So what I did was um, I choreographed it in my bedroom, like in between work, because that's before I quit my other job. I hear that. And um, so most of it was uh, the way I went about it. Is it was kind of just staged freestyle to a certain degree. Um, I knew I wanted to have like the little 
foot thing, the leg thing. I wanted, you know, because I um, I always try to be a little feminine, but I don't like the ultra like. I'm a hair dancer. Right, right. You don't want to talk about I want everything twerked. Nah, nah, right. That's that's different time. I feel so, you. Um, <laughs> so, um, so. I want to come down on you and some dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, I want to dance like the guys. Like I never wanted to be left out because right. I was a girl, and the guys really do all the dopest stuff. I feel so, um, I try to incorporate that and still be a little feminine. So, what I did was just think about the different points of the stage that I wanted to hit. And then um, the freestyle kind of came in between there. And I knew certain things I wanted to do. Um, I knew I wanted to do some breaking. I knew I wanted to do some house, which is like the faster kind of upbeat movement. Um, and so I just kind of, it just kind of unfolded uh -huh. that way. Um, but I did have a plan. And then the night of the show, I was like, all right, if I don't remember, make sure you hit that spot when she says here the third time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how that came about but yeah i was kind of organized freestyle yeah yeah so like was that like your first like performance in front of like a crowd like that or like no it? so i've been performing since i was four since four yes i am um, so I, grew Michael Jackson on <laughs> I wish um, <laughs> i grew up in a theater company i actually was born upstate in syracuse new york and so I grew up in a theater company and um, I danced and I sang and I acted, but I mainly danced because my mother is a dancer and she was the choreographer for the company. So, um, so I grew up there and so I've been performing since I was a kid, um, but it wasn't until like right before I graduated high school, I decided, okay, I really wanna give this, this dance thing a go as a means of you know career and income and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been performing since I was a little munchkin, so I've been I've been in front of a lot of crowds. I performed at Lincoln Center once um, outside. Um, Lincoln Center's the shizzle. I think the biggest crowd I performed in front of was about 500 people. Um, but it doesn't get any less scary, you know? And I think it's scarier when the performances are smaller and when you know people. Like when your best friend comes to see you, I lose my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you mess up, they're going to be like, hey, yo, homegirl, she ain't shit. Yeah, she invite you to a show, don't go. Yeah, and then I have this one friend who tapes everything and she posts it. So even if you don't ask her, like you want to see it afterwards and see if you did okay, it doesn't matter. It's already up there. Right, right. So, um,. Yeah, so that's how I came up with that. But yeah, um, I've, I've been performing for a long time, but now I'm trying to make a go at it and yeah. actually make it steady income instead of like a gig here, a gig here. Yeah. And then you got to go and, you know, do your other job that you may or may not want to do. Yeah. Um, so that's the... Was, you know it's funny like uh because the person that introduced me to you was taylor yes and she like she recently quit her job to take her art day full-time too and she was like yo um uh, i'm gonna forward you to my friend she's the other friend that used to work with me she quit too <laughs> <laughs> she down to do the panel joint you know what i'm saying so like i, I feel you with that joint what um well, what kind of stuff was y'all doing over there? Was y'all like pyramid scheme? <laughs> no, no. So Taylor and I, um, I won't mention the name of the club because they might try to sue us if we say something bad. But Taylor and I used to work at basically a little kid's country club. 
and Taylor was the reception, well, she wasn't the receptionist. She worked at the front desk, but she did like all the organizing and selling of the classes and you know, all that stuff. Whenever you had to talk to the parents and you know, get their money and you know, make sure the kids got into the right class, Taylor did that. I was the teacher, so I taught preschool. I taught like three and four year olds how to do hip hop. And then I taught some mommy and me classes, which were like gymnastics based. And, baby class with the eight month old and we play with them. Yeah, so I got to play mommy for like the past three years without the labor. It was pretty cool. Because um, I didn't have any of the pain and when they got upset, they went home. Right. It was like 45 minutes. I got the best of them. They smiled at me. They never got upset. And when they had the tantrums, it was like, later. <laughs> um, so Taylor worked at that job. I was there before Taylor, and then Taylor came in recently, um, like a year, I guess, after I had been there, like two years, she came in. Um, so we often used to have lunch and talk about, yeah, this is nice, and it's paying the rent, but I want to do this. Right. So we would go. She would make me eat vegan food, because that's all she eats. Yo, Taylor, man. <laughs> but it was good. Off, like, yeah, we just came from this vegan breakfast place. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, she right is very committed because there is so much food on that little strip that we, we used to work on Fifth Avenue right down the street from Barclays Center. And there was like burgers and pork restaurants and this and that. I used to go to the Dominican restaurant up the shoes, get possibly you know. All of that stuff. And she'd be like, oh, let's go to the V spot. You can have vegan tacos. Okay. But that's where we met. And um, yeah, we were all, we were plotting together how we were going to make our escape. The kids were awesome, though. I, I will never say anything bad about the kids. The parents were great to me, too, as well. So it was. Um, it was a good thing, but it was just time to move on. So what you was teaching the kids in the mommy baby job? Oh, what were you teaching them? So in you the like teaching babies how to pop like that was So we sang all day. Um, like cause you know, they say the best way for kids to learn is through music. So we right. would sing all these little nursery rhymes and mm. go sit down it was like a song to go sit down mm. and it it was a lot. Um but with the baby babies what we used to do is um, like, so this is like, I would say anywhere from two months to mm, eight months. So they couldn't really do much yet. Actually to five months. They couldn't really do much yet. So we had all these little toys <laughs> and basically, um, you sang and ran the class and you switched toys on and off and had them hold different things and do things like that so that they get used to, um, the language they get used to, like they have, um, what is called is this, I think it's called this grasping thing you know how babies can't open their hands yeah. when they're first born so you have to like put your finger in there and have them help them get used to opening it up and um you know stimulate their feet because it's sensitive and it's really just getting wow. them used to like the world around them different textures and things like that so it was really cool and then they you know they'd stare at you with these big eyes like impress me yeah so, but they were cool, and, you know. And when they figured out how to roll over, that was the most exciting thing, because they would just roll across the gym, like nonstop. 
it's so like, really cool. So the hip hop joint. So you was teaching kids how to like dance, but this one you was teach, you was developing babies, man. Yeah. So I did that, and then another <laughs> class. So like, say, <laughs> so the nine a.m. class might be a baby class with the you know mommies and we're singing, right. and then. The 10 a.m. class might be a couple of three or four year olds coming in and they want to learn how to do hip hop. So we would do basic stuff, like I taught them how to do the prep, you know, from back in the day. Um, and just basic stuff. Do black like, babies? No. They're very few chocolate people. I'm writing right now. But they, they, you know, research paper. They, uh, they, they made it happen and we taught them, like, um, what else did I teach them? I taught them just really simple things, like two step. They can't do the running man. The running man is actually more difficult. They both he, knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Well, yeah, I taught them like really simple 90 steps, and then I would try to get some breaking in just by getting them on the floor so they can kind of rock side to side and maybe do a little fake freeze or something like that. And I taught them top rock, so I taught them how to do cross step. You know, I taught them that. Um, well, yeah, so just little stuff, you know, just to get them moving. So, like, in your early days, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, of the moves and all of that, mm -hmm. and uh, the You Got Served. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, that's I think that's one of the most authentic hip-hop dance movies out there. Because all the other ones are very Hollywood. Stomp the Yard. The second one, I think, is the best one. Jump Street was in that. Oh, yeah, Step Up. The first one, Channing Tatum. That one's okay. It's Hollywood, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. All right, because this is how I get the clearance on certain movies. I talk the real dances, but yo, is it approved? It's always the storylines that throw me off. It's never like the actual band. Right. It's just like the storyline. Like people in the hood don't do that. Yo, I hate when they do anything in the hood. I'm like, I bet you're gonna fuck this up. Go ahead. Fast forward. Bring it on, right? Bring it on. That was the movie. That was the movie. Still was lit. That was the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they, they sprinkled a little bit of that. I wasn't woke yet, so I didn't care about none of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember from a movie to bring it. Uh, the you got served movie is uh, but me and my friends always snapped on him. It was uh, Marcus Houston with his hat turned to the side. He was like, "You stole our moves." And his, like, hat was looking mad corny, like. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever somebody imitate him, then they cut the, the hat way mad dramatic yeah. and just imitate yeah. him. Store yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like, you know, yeah. deviated. That's all. Um, but like, so boom. So like, so yeah, she does it to the whole dance though. Like, so who were like some of your early like people that taught you something to break and stuff? Like the other categories of dance that you kind of like focus on. So all my first teachers were at home. Mm -hmm. um, because my mom is a dancer and she's like more like you guys, she's modern and uh, she studied at ALE and all those things, went to NYU Tisch. Um, everybody's like, did your mom teach you how to dance? And literally I have five uncles, one aunt and my dad, and this is just his side. And I had a lot of cousins. And so we all used to live in Syracuse. So every weekend we had the house they would come over and wash their cars and barbecue. Mm. And my cousins were older than me and they taught me how to dance. Wow. So that's how I learned. Like my cousin, I won't say how old she is, but 
She was a little older. She would hit it. So she would be like, why are you good at this? Um, but she was, you know, older than me. So she was watching, we grew up watching Video Soul and all those things. And so she was buying albums and or tapes at the time um, and things like that. And so a lot of the music that I listened to was just the stuff that we heard around the house. And ever since everybody was older than me, I had no choice but to learn. And so we would make up, they would make up steps and I would have to be in the step. And I would have to learn it and then we would perform it for our aunts and uncles and whoever friends were over. And that's pretty much how I did it. I think my biggest influences early on were uh, Kid and Play, because I saw there it every go. house there party. There was. That's the other prerequisite and, movie. Yes, and I can still <laughs> quote it, and I saw one, two, and three, and then after they left, I saw the next generation, and um, so it was really kid, watching those Kid and Play movies, and um, or house party, and then I used to watch um, In Living Color, and I liked the Flat Girls. So that was it. And then later on, it became. Back when JLo was a minority. Yeah. Longer than 15 years, and my book already 10 shades lighter. <laughs> this is by default, by class. This is that too. At least two shades, at least two shades. I think we can agree on that. She, she got our, well, she got more money than me. So. Look at Sammy so smooth. Nah. Oh. <laughs> nah. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad, Sammy. My bad, my bad Latin America. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, so those were like my first inspirations, and then later on, as I started to learn more, um, my first mentor, when I was in right before, like right after I graduated high school, um, was a man named Tony Kundu, um, and I studied with him at Perry Dance, and he ended up leaving New York and taking hip hop to India, because um, wow. he's actually Indian and French, so he took it to wow. India and like kind of developed the culture there. Um, so him, uh, Tweet Boogie, she still lives here. She's um, from the Bronx, and oh, so many people. Uh, Pop and Pete, who's from uh, he's from California and he's with the uh, Electric Boogaloos and basically they used to dance with Michael Jackson so that tells you how dope they were um, and still are. Um, yeah, just mainly the New York City dance crowd because living in New York, you're so lucky that you get to go to these studios and meet these people and then you go to the club and they're there and they talk to you and they're not like, oh, I'm, you know, whatever. They're just regular people and if you can get down, they respect you. So. Um, yeah, and I would say those people are my two favorites. Those, well, those three. And I also had another great teacher along the way. Her name is um, her B girl name is B girl Bounce, and um, she uh, she was definitely instrumental in my training and things like that. So, and you know, crazy legs. Who don't love crazy legs? Storm, who's another B boy. He's from Germany. Germany. Yeah. I even know people dance in Germany. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they overseas. 
Dance. The scene in Germany is lit. Yeah. Dance overseas is so much better because the government funds it. So artists. So the government funds a lot of the art overseas. So overseas is like the place to be if you want to make money. Yeah, our government. We even go. That's gonna be a whole different show. But but yeah. So just New York City dancers, like they're just their style, their energy. Um, and just their kindness yeah. to me throughout the years has, has been my biggest influence. Ooh. And then of course, you know, Michael, Jenny, Michael, you know, who, who can't, yeah. that goes without saying. Nice. But, yeah. Or I'm gonna segue, cause I'm, I'm, uh, we're gonna segue to y'all next day after that, and we'll get you know yes. that, but a quick little think piece. Like I remember, uh, I forgot what I was watching it. It was like, uh, it was something, he was just following Mike and them with a camera and he was talking to one of his choreographers for the, the Thriller album, the video. Oh, yeah. And yo, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's just a myth or not, or they were just amping it. But one of the choreographers, he was like, yeah, man, so I'm prepping these dances for this Thriller thing and all of that. And we working with like the best of the best, somebody that like trained in this for years and this is that. And they're struggling to learn certain moves so to get down to Michael Day walking like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, what y'all working on? Oh, that? Oh, I bet you do it like this. And then and he nails it like the first shot. Everybody just like, word. You want to come in here and just make it look like two steppers? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard in there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I can tell you one thing. Um, oh, also, if any of y'all got something to say and all that, feel free to, you know what I'm saying, yank the mic from me and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Michael Jackson, what he did that was very smart is that he trained with all the, the dopest yeah. street dancers. Yeah. to create his own style. Yeah. So a lot of the dancers in the music videos, yeah. aside from the street dancers that actually trained them, right. trained with him on the side, were paid professional dancers. So they, you know, they studied jazz and ballet and modern, and those are all great styles, but if you don't have that social dance component, right. it's very hard for you to transition. Mm. Like I feel like a lot of, um, mainly, black people right. we have an easier time depending on how you grew up with right. it because your mother might send you to ballet class but yeah. when you go home you still listen right. to hip-hop and right. jazz and reggae and, yeah. and all those things so yeah. your your everyday social dance right. lets you be a little looser and yeah. kind of just be in that groove and sink into your music right. whereas like if you're if all you know yeah. is ballet modern and jazz and then they're like okay isolate this you're like what <laughs> so, so that's why they um they struggled more, and then uh, the stuff that they were doing was just crazy. Like, like doing Yeah, like he learned from Papa Taco, and he, Papa Taco. You can Google him now, and he's like, he's got to be fifty something. He's still killing it. So these dudes are like the truth. Well, he like fifty something now, so I can probably battle him at least hanging in for a little bit. I'm telling you, he would kill a twenty. Bro. Like we're down a little side. Google. Nah. I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's no? the truth. I'm telling you. I said, no faith in me. Okay, second <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all was going to leave loud at me because I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I appreciate no. you keeping it funky. Ethan, that's the I'm trying to like. So. <laughs> 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 we are really get the function as a couple with a unit right now. Shit, I like, like, nah, oh. Um, so boom, so uh, I remember I met y'all through Garrett, uh, what's his last name again? No, no. Garrett, Garrett Melody, or I remember uh, we was talking and I told him that we kind of pinned on one of the dudes, he was like, yo, there's somebody that, that you gotta meet then, son. He was like, he was like, 
I'm not even gonna say anything about who they are yet. I'm not gonna say nothing. Just watch this video. And he played it. <laughs> the whole time he, he, he was watching me like, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I did like a, a full backflip and landed back in the couch. And I was like, you better introduce me. Yo. I, I had to pull the black friend card. I'm like, listen, you owe me this. <laughs> this is your responsibility. You're an ally, right? Introduce me. Make it happen. <laughs> or, matter of fact, don't just introduce me. Get them to agree first. And then, you gotta milk it. <laughs> oh, we got another mic lit? That's what I'm talking about. Nice. Chris, are you gonna make it happen or are you gonna be with Hayden? Uh, pressure, pressure. It's Chris Carr, co-founder of Brooklyn Wildlife, co-host of Combo Forest. Shout out. Keep testing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so boom. So he got me. So he got me first acclimated to you know uh, to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um. So um. So first of all, how did y'all meet? First of all. <laughs> What, Tinder? <laughs> so we were, uh, we were both living in Philly. Um, I had just gotten out of a breakup. Is this too much? No, it's fine. Okay. Go ahead. And so I was on Plenty of Fish, um, POF. And. Um, there you go. <laughs> hey, I was a number two. Ain't no shame. Yeah. It ain't even work. So I was like, fuck is that? For everybody listening, that was Chris Carr. Wake up. I think you can. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Wonderful. Hello. 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 Um, I get a message and I was like, oh, she's cute. It was me. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. She was like, oh, you know, I go to Temple too, because I was going to Temple. And I was like, oh, you know, it's late, so you should text me. Here's my number. And being slick. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, she was having a show. Uh, dance show, and uh, I invited myself. Yeah, to I, I didn't want her to come. It was a weird show. I really didn't want her to come. Yeah. So I came. Um, an hour hours, early. Oh, was it an hour? It was an hour okay. early. It was, it was early. That's great. Good quality. And, uh, the choreographer kicked her out of the studio because you yeah. came so early. No one else was there That's other than right. you, and he kicked yeah. you out. You were like, he's like, you can't be in here. Yeah, I came and I saw her, and she was just like. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, yeah, you I'm cute, like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should be here. I like, put the flowers down. <laughs> put the flowers and chocolate to it. Um, yeah, and then... I take uh, off the trench coat and shades. It was, um, yes, and then I go in, but I can go in, and then I pick a seat, and then when she comes out, her spot on stage is, like, right in front of me. So it was just like, boom. And um, I saw her dance, and it just... Like the strength, the power, and the mm. movement. I was just like, like yeah, I, I, I was in love. Like oh. immediately seeing you dance, and um, <laughs> so then it was funny because then after, I was say, after the show was over, <laughs> after the show was over. Normally, when people go to like dance shows, they're like, oh, that was great, you know, awesome job. Nah, like she went into like detail, <laughs> like straight up, like each scene, how she connected to it, what it was. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, that's good though. And then uh, we uh, went home. Well, 
had a car at the time, and I was like, do you want to ride? And she was like, no. Well, we didn't say no, but like you were like hesitant. Yeah, she was hesitant. Right, right. I was. And then um, she got in, and I drove her to the door, and um, she's like, oh, you know, we could talk for like 15 minutes. So we talked for like half an hour. Was it half an hour? It was, was half it? an hour. You're right. Sure. You got oh, it. It was half an hour. <laughs> and, um, nice. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, um, well, I guess you can come upstairs. I was like, okay. So I went upstairs. <laughs> yeah. But I know I said not in the room. I said not in the bedroom because it was dirty. The, the little you on your shoulder was like this. But yeah, there's like. <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll come up, you know. So we're in the kitchen area talking, and I was like, you know. I made your tea. She did make me tea. Yes. Hey, and, um, <laughs> and um, she was like, do you? No, 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 no. She always does this. No, she pressed her way into my bedroom. That was not me. I didn't press. Yes, yes, you did. You were like, oh, I don't care if it's 30. I just, I don't want to watch You opened up the door to your bedroom. No, you're lying. <laughs> the car accident happens and the person's like, oh, the car is green. No, no the car is blue. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this part of the story always gets like mushed up. Right. And she claims that like, I'm the one. No, right, no, right. no, no, no. You were trying to get in these draws. <laughs> don't nobody want to incriminate nobody. Ain't nobody trying to make themselves look more baller than they really were in this situation. But I didn't put on those shorts. <laughs> I know. I had on a skirt oh. over the top and I got, oh. no, you wanted me to, no. That's not what happened. <laughs> Alright, this is the part of the conversation where yeah. I'm like, your mama might hit us later. Right. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Hi mom. Right. And then we went to the room and then um, she had written a poem mm -hmm. and so I was reciting the poem and she danced to it. Mm -hmm. And wow. that was just like the magical moment where it was like, wow. Yeah. You know? And then I think that's how it the spark started with us. Yeah. As yes. Definitely. And the rest, I mean you can use uh, Four years later. Songs. I'm making six months in a relationship. I'm like, we did it! <laughs> we did it! Alright, it's over. I need to experiment in life, find myself. Alright, work. Nah, but anyway, uh, so boom, so your, your background like as a writer, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so like, what do you, you mean writer? You mean like, Mainly poetry, mainly journalism kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of all over the place. Oh, um, I do poetry, I write articles for a magazine in California called The Viet Tide. Um, it's a Vietnamese language uh, magazine. Um, and yeah, I do rap. Yes, I used you to rap. rap. I rap. Oh, bars. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, my we secret thing is she raps. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> she doesn't freestyle. I was like, go to my pocket. Hey, for verses. Summer rain. Yeah, okay. She actually opened up my senior thesis with a rap. It was really awesome. Yeah. No, who, wait, who did? She did. That's she opened up. So you my did a thesis and yeah, she intro your thesis? Yes. Yeah. Oh, because you went to school for dance. Yes. And the thesis was like performance. Yes, this is our curriculum in Philadelphia, actually. Yes. Oh. And um, us being openly gay lesbians nice. in Philadelphia. And like her, obviously, you see how powerful her words are. So I was just like, she has to open my thesis. Facts. So, that was, she set the whole tone for everything and it was incredible. 
Now, as far as like your background with the dance thing, what was kind of like your intro into the dance thing and like uh, how do you define yourself stylistically or how you present yourself as a dancer? How you like to keep yourself busy as a dancer? My mom um, is an African dancer. So I was literally dancing in the womb. Yeah, like she was was in the womb. She was going. Um, For better or worse. Yeah, so then when I was younger, I did a little bit of everything. (laughs) Ballet, jazz, modern. Um, I also did karate at the time as well. And then I, yeah, I'm a lot on karate. Yeah. (laughs) So then 9-11 happened. My mom worked in the Twin Towers, so she lost her job. So she was like, you have to choose between dance or karate, I can't afford to do both. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, once I my black belt, I'll choose karate. Mm-hmm. So I did that, got my black belt. And then my sophomore year of high school, I transferred to a public school, I was at a Catholic school for my freshman year. I purposely failed out because I hated it so much. Yeah, and my mom was like, no, I want you to go to the school. And I was like, I gotta figure out a way out. So I purposely like, failed out of the school. Right. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> now she knows. <laughs> and they had um, an arts academy there. I missed the deadline to audition, but I was able still to take dance classes. So I took a one dance class. She's like, are you the arts academy, the dance teacher? And um, I was like, no. She's like, well, you are now. I was like, cool. So <laughs> that's how I really started um, getting into dance and focusing on that. Um, but ironically, even though like she, my dance teacher, she was like heavily influenced me pursuing dance, she also kind of like <coughs> discouraged me a lot. She right. told me I would not get into a college if I auditioned. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough. She also told me after that, that if I auditioned, <coughs> I wouldn't be good enough to get in doing my own choreography. I had to take someone else's choreography and do it. And I was like, fuck that. Like, right. I'm, if they don't want me, I don't want, I'm not going yeah. into debt to go into college that doesn't want me. What like, you like, 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 I'm not doing that. Exactly. Was she white? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. I, I, <laughs> that's a common thing. Yes, so I, you know, every, every college I auditioned for the dance program, I got into. And I was like, <laughs> in your face. Um, that black girl magic. <laughs> and it's funny now, because now she's all like, oh, my student did all this great stuff. And I'm like, bye, girl. Um, but honestly, that actually really pushed my style today. That's mm. part of that, where that aggression comes from, comes from that, those no's, those mm. times where I was told I wouldn't be good enough to do so. Um, also starting off in dance, I wasn't really educated in a sense where like, it was like, oh, if you're black, you gotta do Ailey. That, that's where you gotta go, right, have right. an Ailey. Until I watched the documentary Rise, uh, of course, and I was like, holy shit. Like I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and then uh, I ain't seen that one, so nobody. Oh, it's see it oh, you have to. It's Word. incredible. I'm it's sorry. an incredible documentary. It's Word. incredible. <laughs> Don't call out of work. It's too yes. yeah. so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, after my in my freshman year of college, I learned about the Urban Bushwomen. They are an incredible, uh, incredible. All well, not all. Not, they used to be all female. But now they have one male in the company. Um, yeah, incredible, incredible company. And I Shout saw them Dubois. and I was like. The Bois? Yeah, he's the man in the company. Oh, word? I thought you were talking about like W E B Dubois. Yeah, I'm like, he's like. <laughs> 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 I saw black soap. Nah. I saw them, um, I saw video clips of them. I was like, holy crap, these yeah. women are, in sh- they look like me, first of all. Like yeah. seeing women with like curves nice. and like dark skin. Nice. I was like, oh my God, these are so strong, powerful women. Yeah. Um, so I looked them up and they had a summer leadership intensive and I 
got a full scholarship to that. Um, and I went there, I trained with them, and I met Jawale. And from there, I worked with, she asked me to come down to Tallahassee with her, and I worked on a project with her and Liz Lerman called the Must Do Now Project. Um, and that was just a life-changing experience, like being like going into my sophomore year of college and yeah. being with these like living legends. I was right. like, holy oh, crap! Like I'm in Jawale's house. Like what? <laughs> I'm in her car. Like what? Liz, help me while I cry. Like what? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what did she play in her car? What music did she play in her car? It was actually she didn't even play any music. It was her and her best friend. Okay. And I was sitting in the back seat, and they mostly had to like talk the entire way. And like actually, I came out to her before I came out to my parents. So like I came out to I came out to Jawale. Yeah, yeah. I came out to Jawale. She like really like encouraged me to come out to my parents. Um so she was super comforting in that way and she like loved women so much. She always will have peace in my heart. Um so yeah, from there on I went to Temple, my sophomore year of college. Temple, uh, where is Temple? Temple University, it's in Philadelphia, okay. North Philly. Um heavily gentrifying the area. I feel you. So it's Fucked up. What's I didn't. Word? Yeah, I didn't realize it until. Well, we let somebody in. Yeah, you're good. Ah, right, you come in now. <laughs> I actually didn't even know what gentrification was until I got to Philly. Cause I, I, I didn't. I grew up. I grew up 20 minutes outside of Harlem in North Jersey. So like, I was in a neighborhood that was heavily diverse. So like, I didn't really know about it. Right. I mean, I kind of knew when there was mad Jewish people coming into my neighborhood, and I was like, what is happening? But whatever. All right, they got their own side. All right, that's right, fine. Right, right. Um, then I got to Philly, and I was like, wait, why is the people standing? Why are the neighbors so angry? Like, huh? What's going on? Like, that, that used to be a park. That's not a park anymore. That's not a football field. Like, what's happening? And that's why I decided to make my senior thesis about racism in Philadelphia. Because I realized that, like, the students at Temple Primarily, the white students at Temple would literally like figuratively leave their garbage there and then go back to their rich white neighborhoods wow. and not give anything back. So I was like, this is kind of like my thank you to Philly and what you guys have done for me because it's being in Philly has made me so strong. Um, that's another way where my aggression has come from from nice. Philly. Um, when Nessa and I first moved in together, we lived on the street called Somerset. Um, in the Kensington area of Philadelphia, yeah. literally like heroin needles in the street kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was funny, everybody's like, oh my god, you live over there, you live in the hood. Like, yeah. And it was ironic, that was the most loving area of Philly yes. we yeah. ever lived That's in. How it be, it right? was the crazy, we walked down the street holding hands and people would stop us and tell us how much they appreciated seeing our love. Oh. Like we, wait, that's our family. Like we still keep in contact with my people on that street. Like when I went to New Orleans again for the Summer Leadership Institute for Irving Bushelman, normally I, Ness and I used to walk home every day together. Yeah. And there was a man on the street named Dimitri that we met. Um, I found out the day before I was leaving for New Orleans that he had stage four cancer. Um, wow. But literally every day that I was gone in New Orleans, he walked Ness home every night and called me and let me know that he walked her home because <laughs> he knew I would jack her up if he did it. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so that that was family. We moved. We moved um, after like about a year about being there. We moved um, to be closer to school and closer to Ness's job, um, closer to Temple, and it, that was really rough. Yeah. A lot of the harassment from from students and residents there was rough 
Um, we lived next to, next to a frat house as wow. well. That's worse than living in the hood. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was horrible. They would literally throw their beer bottles like onto a, where we, like our building, wow. our area. Cause we purposely, we found like a black landlord who lived in the area for a long time cause we, we didn't want to contribute to the gentrification. Right. So um, he literally, he had to interview us cause he was like, he didn't want students living there. So he had to, especially me, he's like, I got to interview cause you're young, you know, right. I want to make sure not, you're not bringing anything right. back to right. the house. Right. Um, so yeah, he, was, he wanted to be bringing in uh, Jesse Pinkman into the building. So yeah, a lot of dealing with a lot of that harassment and the that was really it was difficult. I also influenced my dancing. Um, growing up, my influences for dance are mostly just my mom and actually Sonia Taya from So You Think You Can Dance. Um, Cause before that, I, I didn't really see any kind of style that looked similar to mine. Yeah. So what I really wanted to do, that like weird, creepy, aggressive kind of thing. Yeah. Then I saw her style and I was like, holy crap, like wow, she's awesome. Right, like, right. I love her. Um, you know like how far it can go. Like, exactly, exactly. Um, Cause you're always told as a dancer that you can't, you can't do it, you can't yeah, make it. Can't, especially being a black woman, it's right. like you know, there's no space for right. you. Especially then, then I came out and I was like, oh, you're a lesbian. All oh, right. Right. Well, we got some openings in the kitchen staff. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But um, all that like fueled what I am. And um, it's funny at Temple. While like I loved all my teachers and my peers, um they tried to like stifle what I was because they kind of wanted to put you in this box. Right. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm gonna create my own box yeah. and be in that box. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because a lot of my peers would be like, you're the underdog of the department. Right. Like, you were like, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but cause, like I wouldn't be cast in things. Um, that's when I had to start creating my own work. And the first piece that I actually choreographed at Temple that got into the student dance concert was with Ness. Um, mm. Three years ago, and, if, and the show was on our one-year anniversary. Nah, no lie though. Campbell, give me some real quick. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> yo, because I can feel the power, strength, and wisdom right now. You know what I'm saying? For those who ain't see the film, y'all get it. Just <laughs> <laughs> VIP right now. <laughs> and yeah, actually, Ness feels a lot of my, a lot of my stuff. Mm. She, um, being with her, pushed me to come out fully. Right. Um, and not that she asked me to. Right. It was just like being with her and being so in love with her. I was like, I can't hide this. I can't right. do this anymore. Right. So I came out. Um, maybe what was it? A month after we really? dated. Yeah. yeah. A month after. Wow. Oh, you remember the day? Oh. Oh. And then. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, I feel like coming out just added a whole new layer to my movement. I kind of have this, as Ness would call it, that, like this fuck this shit, like, right. kind of yeah. style now. Yeah. Um, you feel like you can be the whole you now. Yeah, you know exactly, or, exactly. And then I um, I got, I was in a company called Dagada Dance Company that was based in Freiburg, Germany. Yeah. Um, I danced out there for four months, and um, that experience heavily influenced um, my dancing because the piece was about five people coming from five different places um, in the world. I was 
the only black American um, in the piece, and then a lesbian. Um, there was one guy from Mali, Africa, who was based in Paris. Um, another guy from Gabon, Africa, who was based in nice. southern France, okay. Strasbourg, France. And then there was an Italian Strasbourg woman. Strasbourg in France? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a Greek guy and an Italian woman. Um, so obviously I came the furthest for this piece. And then my role yeah. was basically who I was as a black American woman right. um, who was also a lesbian and the shit I go through and also not knowing where you come from in Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't Whoa. understand that. Think, yo, no, yeah, yeah. being in like started. Europe, they don't understand slavery. They don't know about right. American history. They're like, you don't, you don't know where you're from. from. Yeah, when I auditioned for the piece, I flew out to Paris because um, she was looking for African dancers. And I was the first time going out of the country too, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, and I was in a room full of like 30 African dancers. Um, and they were all like, you don't know where you're from. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, that's weird. Like, I don't get it. Yo, what we get like, excited is that like, when I be talking to people, and it's typically like non-black people or whatever. Cause like, like you said, it's like they don't, they can't fathom it, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's somebody yeah. that's not diasporic people, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like Latinos get it, you mm-hmm. feel me? Um, uh, well, at least many of them do, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's many blacks who don't get it. Um, but, um, like, just kind of be like, yo, the, how it feels, you know what I'm saying, when yeah. you're talking to somebody and the, the conversation goes to that area and you're like asking these questions and you're like, I don't know, motherfucker. He's like, well, yeah. why not? Yeah. Well, this is a little thing that happened, slavery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's that gotta do? Well, and then you gotta kind of walk yeah. them through what happened. Yeah. And it's like, you gotta like try to not get emotional and also it's exerting to keep trying to go there because emotionally, like, you know what I mean? So I feel you on that, my fault. I had no, to you're good, myself. you're good, yeah. And then also having that language barrier because about 90% of them spoke fluent French. Right. Um, they only knew broken English. Only two people in the audition knew fluent English. You know what's funny is that like, they was like, you don't know where you're from? They speak in French. Yeah. Uh, French. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker, what's your language? <laughs> they know their native language. Right, That's the right. thing. They know exactly. Yeah, no, I get it. But um, that experience was insane because I've never been around that many African people in one room dancing mm. and that language barrier so we had to only use our bodies to communicate right. and that I will never get that experience it literally audition went from nine to five we only had a half an hour break um, and it was straight dancing and mostly it was improv um, the entire time and then there was a cut at the end of the day and then the next day we had to come back and it was from nine to six that day and we had about another half an hour break the rest of the day we were just straight dancing wow. as well as us doing we had to do a so we had a choreograph a solo on the same day and then premiered was that. it like an audition or was it like the show it was an audition wow yeah audition. <laughs> yeah 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 i was so sore <laughs> like, i couldn't walk properly it was a hot mess but it was incredible um and then for when i got the email that i got into the piece um like I said, my role was me being a black American woman. Yeah. Um, so then I had a solo in the evening length show. And the solos kept evolving over the months mm. and time. That's dope. At first it was really fluid and it was very like, I was like I had no bones. Mm. And then like, also I didn't like the choreographer at the time. We, we bumped heads a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was a white woman, is a white woman, ah. um, who has a biracial son. So ah. that was that, she thought she knew more than she actually does. Ah, she thought she um, was more than you. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Like I went to Africa once a year since I was sixteen. So like I know my my, my baby daddy's African, and I'm like, oh, girl, you don't know. Um, <laughs> so we bumped heads a lot. It's always fun. But then actually, that bumping of heads came into my solo, and then like the aggression came out, and then it turned into this like beast mode, and then like I just. It was it was insane and like literally even the lighting it was a straight like spotlight on me as like the rest of the instrument like in the back moving slow motion and then it was just like straight energy just coming out and it was incredible for the tech rehearsal she actually had um, about 40 refugees that were living in Freiburg at the time in the piece as well and telling their story in their native tongue which was an amazing scene wow but they were in the audience and the energy they were giving me on that stage as i was dancing like it brought me to tears afterwards because like it was like i felt like i was home and i felt like i had like like i felt like i had my family and like the encouragement they were giving me right. like i was just like i've never felt that before and then like after that i came back to new york and that's like what you see that that, that whole journey is what is happening in my oh body my now God. yo you see you see See, you won't have me going to my monologue about my first trip abroad, because I also hit Africa too, and they came back, and I feel what you're saying as far as like, like you have that moment out there, especially yeah. with like the people that's from the root vocation, you feel me? You had these exchange moments, and you also clash with like certain things that's happening also, right? Because yeah. you also still like, it's kind of like, it's conflict parts right there, you know what I'm saying? Things like, uh, you know, and so, and then you have the, the cool moments with your peoples, and then you come back, and it smack you in the face, yeah. gentrification, it's like, uh. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. home, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then that really gets you want to be on your bullshit, like, oh, now nah, I'm about to grind out here, and then I'm Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked about moving to Paris, like, one day, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, I feel you. And that's lit though, y'all. I mean, I only went, I was only there for like three days because just for the audition. Yeah. I mean, it, I went to the Eiffel Tower, which also brought me to tears, just being a black person and like seeing mm -hmm. that and like, you know, it's like not many black people get the opportunity to travel, especially that real, far. Real. So just being there and being like, holy fuck, like I flew out here, Word. which she actually, that's paid for my plane ticket out here, out there, because she believed in me so much and I didn't have the money to pay for my own plane ticket. So she backed out her credit card wow. for me to audition for this project. Wow. So that's love right there. And that's support. Because she was like, she's like, you're going to do this. I know you're going to do this. Yo. Even when I didn't believe in myself, she knew. Um, and then just being out there just for us. Like, I wanted to get us out of Philly because that last year in North Philly was really rough for us. Yeah. And the harassment, like I talked about. And yeah. then I was like, no, we got to get out of here. Right. We got to get out of here. So. That was neighborhood, a frat house next to a bunch of dudes that look like Brent Butler. Yes. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to play the one more identification piece uh, of Father Moore and Xavier. You know what I'm saying? I'm guess. I remember I didn't really know. I, like, I, I understood the concept of identification just from like experience or whatever. But then the, the term itself, I didn't, I, I didn't know what it really meant until like years afterwards because I, yeah. I wasn't going out of my way to go figure that shit out. Like, I live there, you feel me? Because uh, I grew up in Harlem, East Harlem or whatever, right? And it really hit me because, you know, I live, you know, I grew up in one particular Madison and it's like that was a place with, look, see, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
<laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it, was, it was rough a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But it was home, you feel me? But I knew it was changing when, like, you know, um, because you gotta be on point. If somebody, like, bump you, whether it's unintentional or intentional, you gotta turn around ready for whatever. Mm, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So somebody bumped me, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm on my way to work, but... <laughs> so I, <laughs> I turn around, and there was, like, a little white chick with a Yale sweater on jogging. And I'm like, no, the fuck, she. Yeah. Where the yeah. fuck am I, yo? And I'm like, yo, I'm two blocks from my house. I'm like, what the fuck, yo? I'm gonna go to work, yo, because this is too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's when I wanted to become an activist. Now let me stop. Oh. Well, that's one of the reasons why we live in Sheep's at Bay. Because we Word. didn't want to live in a gentrified area. I feel you. I feel you. Because because we we couldn't, like, I, I got off the train in Williamsburg after I came back from college. And oh, I was like, what the fuck? Man. How am I? This is not Brooklyn. I got from the wrong stop. This is Word. not Brooklyn. I should have put you in a dark space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, coincidental wordage, but. <laughs> uh, hey, yo. So, you know what I'm saying? Next, I want to talk to my man, Xavier. What's good, bro? How you doing? Chilling? What's good, son? All right. Good, I'm doing good. That's what I'm saying. Nice. It's good to be on the panel with some strong black women. You guys are really doing nice. that. Every two minutes I just kept looking back at him like, yo, you see this? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to make sure people were seeing it because I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> hey, the whole time I've talking, I'm in my head, I just want to just yell out, strong, powerful. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like that's just you know what I mean? Like and not and no lotto and just talking to y'all too like uh for one <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep on. <laughs> no, 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 that was the piece was so sick. That was very Cause sick. watching the piece, like boom, for one, my first question when I first watched it, I was like, how is she dancing so wild in such a combined and fine space and not hitting anybody? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I know I you were So huh? I really I blocked out. Word. Yeah. yeah. I've seen people black out that weren't like like legit in that kind of way, you know what I'm saying? And like, motherfucker, they hit people, right? <laughs> hit phones, cameras, all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for real. So like that, that's impressive. So that was one question. And then like, um, and then like this, you know, y'all vibe. I can feel the warmth and the connect. I can tell that y'all been through a lot of growth together. You know what I'm saying? They got child each other in a lot of in depth ways. I can tell from the moment y'all be sharing, looking at each other. It was like I can tell it's real. So I just wanted to say that. I don't know y'all y'all know me, but that's what I'm just saying. Um, so Xavier, what's good, bro? Uh, nothing much, man. I feel good. How you chilling, today? I'm chilling, bro. You know what I'm saying? Glad you made it here and all of that. Um, Thank you. I, I, I met, so I was introduced to you by Jordan Waters. I don't know if uh, anybody else here knows. He from, he from uh, Cali, yeah. right? Is that, hey. He's from Cali, I think Los Angeles. I don't want to- Los Angeles? Uh, maybe yeah. that area, I don't know. Word. Maybe the Bay Area. Bay Area. Bay Area. I don't want to butcher where my man's from. You know, he's a good dude though. I feel you. I feel you. I'm sure he understands. You know what I'm saying? Cali is one of them areas like New York where everybody, all of them is, you know, uh, colluding. Like, they don't know what's upstate. upstate you know? Yeah, what is upstate? It's an upstate. Like, New York City is like 9% of New York. Like, <laughs> not even. Upstate <laughs> So how'd you meet uh, Jordan? Uh, I met Jordan through a friend named Vive. Uh, I don't know if you know. Oh yeah! Yeah, Vive. Yeah, Vive. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a fellow yeah, dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vive, Vive's a great dude. He's a 
Filipino dance, uh, late, late Laotian, Laotian dancer, yeah. Asian guy, he's a really good dude. Um, he hooked me up with a show. Uh, Wait, I think I've met him before too. Like, he might have. Uh, he, he hooked me up with a show at Midnight in the Tank, the Tank Theater, okay. on like 46th Street. Yeah. 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 Seen that? It's like a very tiny, confined space, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan, I was like an understudy for somebody, someone dropped out of the piece. Right. And Jordan and I, we were like mimicking each other, like, you know, n- no joke or anything, but I would say shadow. So, so like in real time, like he would be doing something, and you would like follow him. Yeah, like, like I was kind of like following him. So like he was like I guess discovering who he was in the piece, and like I was like shadowing him. And then there was like a moment when we like meet eye to eye, and then like we're like mirroring each other. And then originally like it was supposed to be like we're mirroring each other, reflecting, but it kind of like I don't know. I like Jordan a lot. We got like really strong personalities. Yeah. So like um, it turned from mirroring to us almost like not battling but like yeah. almost like play fighting right so right. it was really fun because it started off mirroring but like every day we would improv Word. and dance together we got oh, to know wow. each other yeah so it was, it was a lot of improv yeah. um, i really like when i get the opportunity to i love doing choreography but if i can improv like that's Word. you like that that's it that's your too oh man just to be free and move what? i feel you uh, <laughs> i feel you oh fuck yeah um but uh, I, yeah. I came from uh, the lifey background you know what I'm saying? Oh, and that, it was like a format. You like so even if you freestyle, it's like a format to it. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? So like, but the freestyle, I always admire people that just freestyle. You feel me? Oh yeah. Word. I um I use like two formats. Like I either just like black out, and yeah. just hope for the best. Yeah. Or um I use. <laughs> don't don't. don't <laughs> or um you know I use like a technique that I learned like uh, studying at Perry Dance. Uh, Perry Dance. Like, Perry Dance. Uh, Capizio. I studied there for two years. And we got to learn uh, the Forsyth technique for half a semester. What's yeah, that? and Forsyth, it's really cool. It was uh, this William Forsyth, this ballet dancer, mm. who uh, almost got bored. He was bored by like this, the um, just this, the structure, like how ballet right. is just like boom here, place to place. Right, so, right. So like he made uh, formalities and uh, like almost a prop, like a I'm gonna like a a language mm. and improv and choreography where like you know you, there's always possibility like rotating inscriptions like if i take my arm here and then rotate it and then i try to make my chest if i imagine my heart to my chest move it here put it oh over crap there. so like just like you, you make sure there's more possibilities in the ballet world yeah so that you can still stretch out and do all those limbs right. but then like twerk it out and make something different out. wow you know so sometimes uh, if i if i'm trying to be conscious I think about that. So yeah. it's kind of like she said, like I'll have a song and I'll know like, okay, I'm gonna jump at this word and I'm gonna be on this right. left side of the stage, but whatever the hell happens in between that, you know. Right, right. God bless. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is that like, I, I love talking about my life feed heyday. Back then I was like 2005-ish. So I always like, cause like, uh, you know, and like the, the grew up in like a culture around dance that just normalized dance. Not being like with some extra high, you know, high uh, uh, performance type shit, but you know, whatever. Like I'm, I'm used to like, around people that don't dance at all, I'm used to feeling special. But then I sit next to people like you, like what you just did just now, I would have to stretch for like a half hour. <laughs> like that's mad funny. <laughs> I feel bad too, because I can't remember like the right definitions to give, you know, right. proper thing. But yeah, I have a notebook where like every every other week I just have to go through and just go back in my notes and just make sure like, you know, I know when I'm like, how I can move my body, just like different, you know, different possibilities. But that's the beautiful thing about, uh, you know, dance and art in general is like, the thing that you can't put in the words for people, you could just express it like that. If you always like you just show them, you know what I mean? Definitely. I always felt like dance is always like sometimes I get like jumbled up in my words. I love to talk, yeah, but I can't express everything like I can in movement. Yeah. I have so much to say, but I don't know how to articulate it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So dance has always been like a, a way for me to just say what has to be said. Facts. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's funny, it makes me think right. of like. 
Yeah. yeah. It's it's a language. Language. It, it made me think of people that we go like grew up growing up in the streets or whatever. It's like some of the, the most hardest dudes would also be like dancers too. Now I'm like, it's funny because like the dance thing would just help them get expressing in different ways. I'm like, man, it's a good thing you dance. But otherwise, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Express them in other ways. Um, so, so what was your entry into like the dance thing? And uh, well, actually, it started off like um, I had no. Uh, even up to like 16 years old, I thought I was gonna be like a professional track runner and like a doctor, like a nurse or something. West Indian parents. My mom I feel Indian. you. So doctor, you know, school, scientist, yeah, exactly. So, engineer, engineer. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. <laughs> so uh, I got in trouble. Like I was supposed to go to a soccer game. I was like eight. I got in trouble, so I didn't get to go to my soccer game. Big shot. Um, my parents, my sister wasn't so friendly. She's younger, so they were like, "Oh, let's take her to a dance studio, make her meet people." Um, I walked in for some reason, and the smell of the studio is what made me want to come back. Really? Yeah. Like some people would say I was smelling feet. I don't know. It smelled like <laughs> and like outside. So I was like, "Oh, I need to go back." So I asked my parents. They kept saying no, and they said, "I don't remember this." My mom was just telling me this recently that like uh, I would sit and want like there was a big mirror where the studio was. And I would just sit and I would just say, like, after like the older kids would dance, I'd be like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, after a year, my dad was the one who was just like, yo, the boy keeps, like, talking about dance. Why don't we just let him do it? Word. So, if my dad didn't say something, I probably wouldn't be dancing. Word. Yeah. And yeah that, it's funny that I think about the conversation. He probably was like, man, can we just do this so this boy is shut up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> talk about this McDonald's, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what happened. Um, and then I started tapping jazz. Um, I wanted to get better. I asked the dance teacher. Yeah. I said, how do I get better? And they all laughed and they were like, take ballet. And like, I'll never forget, they all started laughing. So right there, I was like, sign me up. Mm. And then um, I was like 11. And then when I was 16, I got into a car accident. Where? Yeah. Um, basically, some lady ran a red light. We were trying to. Basically, it's my fault too. All my friends went to take oh. me to Hooters. I never been to Hooters. They're like, "Oh, oh X needs to go to Hooters." First mistake. Nah. Yeah, that was the first mistake. I said, "No, I kind of just want to chill. Can't we yeah. just go back to Alex's house and mom and be like, I'm just trying to chill. No, we have to go to Hooters." So then we go to Hooters. Woman runs a red light, bangs my side of the car, yeah. and my hip is kind of like it was like out of place, and my shoulder pops out of the socket. Like, oh crap! Yeah, so like I couldn't run anymore. So like um, I never forget the hundred meter dash. Gun pops off. Boop. As soon as I start, my hip pops out. I was like, well, wow. I lost this race. So I remember running re- really slow time, going to the coach and being like, dude, I care. I don't know if I can run like right wow. now. So um, after that, like, I just kind of was getting pushed to the side from track. And I was like, nah, screw this. Like, I kept yeah. telling him, like, oh, you need to start putting me back in the races. I'm feeling healthy. He said, no. I said, well, I'm going to quit and do ballet. Once again, he laughed. And I said, all right, I'm out. Quit track, quit track right there. And then uh, I got my first professional show at 17. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hey, yo, it's funny what adversity can bring to like. <laughs> it's funny what uh, adversity will help you figure out. <laughs> like, you always amaze yourself when you figure out when you feel like you ain't got no other choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to start running the 400 and 200 again. He's like, no, you gotta take your time. And I was like, I gotta take my time. I'm like, my body, I'm gonna do what I want. If I want to break it, I want to break it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sound, like, sound like David Ruffin. <laughs> So, but no, like that was definitely a blessing, and um, that just helped me push to know that like just could be a reality. And I was gonna study nursing in college, you know, just go to like Delaware University of Delaware. And like um, when I became a senior, my dad asked me, he's like, "So you gonna study dance?" And exactly what I said, I said, "Oh, word, that's a possibility." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I remember going to the guidance counselor. She's like, "So you still want to go?" I was like, "Nah, screw that. I'm trying to do arts." 
<laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna pray. I'm that happy for you, bro. So, yeah, no, man. Thank you. So, yeah, no, ever since then, just been like chasing the journey. Yeah. And uh, I work uh, Trader Joe's, Union Square. You'll see me there smiling. Hey. I was talking about you with your vegan breakfasts earlier and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Taylor, Mr. Taylor, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Vegan delinquent. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a vegan delinquent social media. Word. Like, I, I be having jokes on vegans, but on the low, I'll be like, man, I wish I could give up burgers. You can't cut it though. This shit like, Pause. Nah, sorry. Just, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I just gave up red meat a couple days ago. You gotta give up red meat. Red meat is where it's at. Like, you gotta give that up. It's so bad for you. Pause. Yeah. So yo, what got me is like I heard that last little fun fact about like what it does to like your arteries and like, you know what I'm saying? How it's like you can be dead in shape, all that, not eat a lot. You can hit the gym all the time, but you you die while you fucking doing the curl. You feel me? Just cut your heart giving up, giving up when you're like, your heart, you know, high blood pressure and all of that. So it's like you can look as fit as you want. But that red meat is because the type of bacteria, the way it just, the way everything um, uh, digesting your body, the way your body processes it, it just makes the pathway in your veins thinner because it's clogged with all that stuff. It doesn't really go away, at least not easily. And that's how people be having strokes and all that other stuff. Feel me? So you know what I'm saying? Turkey burgers is where it's at. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, nah. <laughs> Turkey burgers and fish. Fish is the future. Right. Fruits and vegetables is really all you need. Fruits and vegetables. Oh, God, yeah. Word. Like, uh, you know, maybe like a, a little bit of fish here and there. But if I have fruits and vegetables, if I have uh, fruit, like morning and uh, like lunchtime, yeah, I'm good for the rest of like the day. That's because you got dreads though. Like y'all process stuff differently. Y'all burn energy differently. Did I say, I say call dreads no, 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 they lie. We don't, we don't say dreads. I dread. like dreads because of the historical relevance. Dread is nice, but I also like, it's a, it's a fun fact. Like, I don't yeah. feel the same way, but I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't dread anything about this. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Hey, yo, they would like to enjoy it on Facebook. Uh, you know, people used to be making them Vine videos, and, uh, and it was like meme videos. It was like, yo, what goes to your head when you're about to get jumped. So you turn around and the dudes was looking at him like this. And so he was like, he was like sizing each one of them up. He was like, all right, nah, he's shrimpy. I ain't gotta worry about him. He was like, he don't care about life. Them two dudes got uh, uh, got locked, so you know they strong. <laughs> I was like, word. <laughs> word, nah, but um. So boom. So like what? So like what? How? What way you like to keep yourself busy with your dance craft and all that? What? What can? What can I do like sometimes for you? You know what I'm saying? Like what do I do besides dancing? Or like what, what helps I me? Mean, how does that manifest as far as like how you like to keep yourself busy and like with your craft? What kind of stuff you end up doing with it? Um, personally, I practice every day. Yeah. I'm a big believer in ten thousand hours of practice to become a master. So if you would ask me, poor dad flow. If you would ask my roommates, they would tell you that I'm improv in the kitchen. Word. In my room. They can hear me stomping around in the shower. You know, <laughs> I get, uh, sometimes that's when I think of uh, what's it called? You know, was that what you just said? A stompier? No, not stompier. Oh, yeah. You got served. You got served. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was tight when they shot Chris Brown. What movie was that? Uh, Stop the Yard. Stop the Yard 2. I was tight. 
Fun fact, every like the first three dance movies that ever come out, someone always had to get shot. Yeah. I don't know Man. any dance and like fun fact about my life, I don't know any dancer that's been shot. Or like a ballet. You know what that is, though. You know what that is, though. Every dance movie is really making it seem like dancers get shot every week. Yeah. I call it racism, but remember that move he did with the elbow, the handstand joint and all of that? Yes, they do that in real life. You think that was real life? That was real life. That was a strange. Uh, he did that himself. Oh. Sure. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. But yeah, nah, um, I do a lot of work. Like I work out a lot. I do a lot of push-ups and sit-ups yeah. in my house. Um, I try to hit like a hundred push-ups every day. Yeah. Um, I play like I play video games. Like just let my mind like when I'm like trying not to think about like, right. dance at all. That's right. the only way I let go. Um, and also like just like normal day stuff like uh, watching basketball. I get a lot of inspiration just by yeah. watching like yeah. people who do exceptionally well at the things they love to do. Right, right. So um, you know, I just get inspiration out of people, yeah. like finding happiness in what they love. I hear that. Pushes me. Hey yo, nah, no lie yo. The only reason I'm not moving from this conversation because I, I just want to like uh, pretend that I'll be caring about program schedules and shit like that. So we going, we going. You know what I'm saying? We gonna uh, conclude the discussion and all of that. Yo, I really thank y'all for joining me and all of that. You feel me? Um, we gonna move into some music. Huh? Can we have another question? Hell no. Now nah, let me stop. Q and A. Q and A. Q and A. I get it. Cause it's Q. And <laughs> we're the A. <laughs> the audience. Uh, oh yeah. So definitely. Yeah. 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 The first one, uh, if, if you all could each answer before I move to the second one. Um, are you all, I know one of your answers, but are you all dancing full time to pay rent or do you have other means of income? Hmm. Or making art in your case, making art full time? So I teach um, hip hop dance full time and not even full time, kind of part time. Um, but I teach dance to uh, like five year olds up until uh, middle school. And um, I teach them on a regular basis. And then like I'll get a workshop here at like I did something at Bosey's High School in Long Island. Whoa, remix. Oh, the moonlight. Sorry, pumpkin. It's a ghost. I get it back up there, keep talking. Um, so I did like a workshop in a high school um, out in Long Island, Bosey's Performing Arts High School. I went there. Hey! hey. It's um, lit. And then um, I'm gonna do a workshop over at Hunter College next weekend. Hey. So um, yeah, I pretty much teach for a living and then whenever I can get a gig to perform, I dig it. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a teacher also uh, after school program in Bay Ridge. Um, and I write for a magazine in California. Um, we just recently started getting paid for, yeah. for gigs, actually. So we're trying to turn that into a full-time thing. Yeah, I um, work as a pool counselor at a community center in Tribeca. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the 
dancer poet duo has just become like more of an actual full, like, I mean, not full time, half time, part time, part time, yeah, they haven't definitely started to become more of a part time thing. We've been we're performing at NYU again for the third time um, on the 11th. We're having a fundraiser at New Hotel in Brooklyn on the 19th. If y'all can come, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so we're starting to really start performing more and actually making more money performing, not just like five, ten dollars here and there kind of thing. Starting to actually pay bills now, which right. is nice. <laughs> it's uh, it's hit and miss sometimes. Like uh, I work at Trader Joe's like part time, um, but like uh, for instance, like example, like the month of December was very lit for me. I think I work like three days, but I was I was balling. nice. <laughs> <laughs> But um, like my birthday month, February, wow, that was so dry. I was at Trader Joe's every day, <laughs> like, every day that month. And you know that's a short month, so I was working OD. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it really depends on like what's going on in the season. Like uh, I've definitely been blessed to get paid more for like the gigs I'm doing now, which is good. But um, sometimes it's nice to have like. If it, everything's going slow, at least I know I can still pay my rent. What kind of gigs are those? Or um, I do a little bit of, I'm blessed to do a mix of both. So like, um, I do a lot of concert gigs, so I do a lot of contemporary, and like um, a lot of contemporary shows. And uh, sadly, like that's where my heart is, but they don't pay as much sometimes, right. which, uh, you know, it's hit and miss, like it's fun. I still love it and I will still totally do it, even if it pays like very little to none. Um, but the commercial stuff, like when you do hip hop or like jazz or something, yeah. that's like where the money is. Like I did a commercial last weekend where I just had to do like a, tr like a simple trick. Mm. And that was a lot of fun, but it paid a lot. So I right. got to call out of work the next day. So what do you what do you find? Like, so how do they find you? Second question, bro. Oh my fault. <laughs> 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 when the host tell you some shit like that, you better let them talk. But I just have to say, like, uh, we sometimes, or I sometimes go to schools, and I'm not involved with education full time. Like, Melissa teaches; she's around young people all the time. I like reading that. <laughs> yeah, and like me and other people are going in, but I'm like, I don't know what 15 year olds are dealing with and mm -hmm. going through. And so when I go, I'm more like trying to learn from them and we talk about stuff, but I'm not giving them, here's how to be an artist full time talk. We're not even talking about how you make money, any of that stuff. So what would you all tell young people in your experiences and in, in being able to pursue the craft that you love, but also have, a, you know, like a, a life that you enjoy? You know, like with, with Short bit of advice or or suggestions would you have for young people? Okay. Uh, I teach dance like occasionally. Like, I'm more on a sub list now, but uh, a lot of times my kids will ask me student like questions like that. They'd be like, "Oh, how can you become a professional dancer?" And uh, the one thing I tell them is, uh, first thing, find out what it is that you like. Like, if you want to be a hip hop dancer, you want to be ballet dancer, you want to do modern. Like, figure out where it is you think you have your voice. After that. I just say dive gung ho into it, because mm -hmm. no matter what you do in any any uh, career, there's always going to be hate. It's just easier to hate in an art world because it's, it feels more personal. Mm -hmm. So I just tell them, as soon as you have confidence in yourself, everybody will believe in you. That's all you need to know. I feel like I would tell young people just to fight for who they are, because I feel like you can always make money. You know, you can always make money working at a community center or at a grocery store or something like that. But it feels so much better making money doing what you love and being yourself and being genuine. Mm. So I feel like just following your heart and just 
it's going to be hard. It's, it's hard. It's super hard, but you have to just keep pushing if it's worth it to you. Um, I think I would tell young people that your anger and all your emotions, everything that you feel can be used and it can all be fuel. Um, yeah. Um, I agree with what everybody else said. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, I would probably say pray. Um, because I, and you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are or whether you have a religion or, you know, you're just a spiritual person. I find that, you know, the more centered I am spiritually, the more open I am to receiving um, the things that need to come into my life in order for me to progress. Mm -hmm. So I am, I am actually a Nisha Buddhist, so I chant. Um, and I've recently, we have these things where we do shifts and you go help out at the community center. And so I went and I did a shift on Wednesday and then I got a call from Jose on Friday. Um, so I felt, I feel like when I'm centered, whatever that is, whether you know it's praying or meditation or whatever you want to do, when your mind is focused and your, your energy is kind of keened into what you really want to do, the universe has a way of making that the right thing and the right person just kind of show up. And know that it's gonna be hard. Sometimes you're gonna have to pray a lot, but um, it will kind of come to fruition. Mm, amen. amen. I hear that, you know what I'm saying? Can I get an amen? I said, can I get an amen? The floor is open, and so while y'all think about y'all questions and all of that, I want to highlight some of the visual artists that we got uh, with us today. You feel me? We got some art pieces here, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and most importantly, these are like from people that's in our community, they're like one of us and all of that. So uh, we, it's two ways we go about it. It's like uh, one thing is the hashtag make me an offer. So for the pieces that you see in, in, in under the price, it says uh, uh, silent bid. That's the one where you can go right to the form over there, write down the title of the piece, your contact information and what your offer is. Uh, and then, you know what I'm saying, the artist interested, I'll connect y'all and we take it from there. There are some pieces there with fixed prices as well. And if you, if you with that, you can do that too, you feel me? No, so um, for those who don't know, that's Dave Chappelle. All right, uh, they made with coffee. Uh, this one and the other one do with coffee stains and all of that. Uh, Jose made it by accident. He spilled coffee, and then the shit it, it materialized itself through through positive thinking in Jesus. And this picture in the middle that was me when I was a baby. Full puberty, yeah. It's not me. Uh those other two that that's by pumpkin escobar. Um on the left hand side. The, the ones with the titty and ass. Um I'm sorry, come on, son. I got how do I explain? The beautiful women in the in the uh the paintings. Uh I don't know. Uh, the artists are here also, so any questions you can ask them about their inspirations, their methods, and how you can like reach them and all this and that, they are here, you can actually talk to them. Uh, Pumpkin and Squad made these right here, including the moonlight, no connection with the movie, and Pumpkin's <laughs> over there. Uh, 
these three right here. This is by uh, Sam uh, Sam Maurice Walker, and he's the guy right here with the fro. Woo! Know what I'm saying? The two tone fro right here. Hey, I like it. A right hand is Taylor, the vegan. Delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> I call this one Space Buddy. Cause this yeah, is I like that. You like that one? <laughs> I was about, I was about to write it, but I didn't want to get sued by your publisher. Nah, it's been cool. Word. Be friends, it's cool. And in case y'all curious and wonder why we talking to microphones, it's because uh, it's, doing, it's going, my, he ha, he's recording it through the mics, yeah. the audio and all of that shit, so we can make sure we get that for I, I got a question. <sighs> I got a question. Have you guys ever pursued um, a dance company or starting your own dance companies? Um, so I was a part of a couple of, or at least one company. Um, and then I actually, my mother had her own company. And after seeing her experience with it, I think it's an amazing thing, mm. but it is extremely difficult. And so I think I wanted to um, take my path in a different direction because I've seen it on stage and I've seen the behind the scenes of it. And um, it's when you can make it work, it is truly amazing. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it work. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot with two people. We were starting a company, um, Nia and Ness. Actually, we started it already. We have our employer identification number and everything already. So right now, it's just us two. Um, at some point, maybe we'll open it up. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but not super detailed. Yeah, I've been a part of a couple of companies. Um, but nothing ever felt like genuinely just like right. It always, something always seemed to be off. Um, and I never felt like I fit into any particular like box or any certain thing. Nothing ever felt like right until we started working together. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. And then I also, I don't, I don't always trust other people with my body. Um, and Ness is the only person I fully trust with my body 100%. So, um, I felt like doing a company with her was the right thing to do. And um, it's very hard, like you said, it's very <laughs> difficult. And it's only us two, which I'm like, holy crap, I don't know how people do this with like <laughs> seven members. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's already hard just us doing all the behind the scenes stuff, plus creating, plus working with musicians, plus working with videographers, plus working with photographers, plus working with people who are producing shows for us. like. It's just like, whoa. And the other jobs we have. Yeah. yeah. There's that too. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, right. We build, you know. Exactly. Uh, life happens. Yeah. People die and people get sick and you have to deal with that. So it's, yeah. That's why I was just yeah. it's like, you know, I'm about to say fuck it, sell drugs, B. That's <laughs> At least you know how it's going to end. All right. <laughs> Make money in your sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you listen to rap music, it's so glorified, man. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's but if you watch Power on Stars, uh, it's harder than it looks. A, a little bit. It's harder than what 50 Cent said. Right. If you watch that show. My mom might see this in the movie. Yeah, I ain't watching it. I heard about it. I heard about it. I appreciate that aspect of it. I appreciate that aspect. Because I do not want to be the guy to run that joke. I don't want to be him at all. <laughs> but honestly, doing our company has been the best experience, me versus being at another company. Mm. Even though it's way more difficult, just being like running a co-founding company and running a company mm -hmm. versus just being a member 
and kind of just like taking in the choreography right. and that's basically my main job um but i i love what we do because i'm able to like spread we're able to spread our stories class story the company? nia and ness oh, okay. and all social media mm-hmm. Wait, so what does it mean to like have a company yeah. i'm like i'm not any I'm not a dancer or anything, so I don't understand like what it means to be a company, and then how you two are just doing it. Or are you like trademarking moves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't do this right here. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Having our own social media account, emails, stuff like that. Having our tax identification number is a big step. Um, we also have to. We're also working on getting our business certificate as well um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, the business certificate, so we can like actually have our name like trademarked, so like no one else can have it. Um, well, it's a long process. I mean, it's not a long process. But it's an expensive process. It's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. And if you mess up on the application, mm-hmm. like um, if. if like just make sure you do research, you know, mm-hmm. because if, if you fill out an application and get the name on it, they won't give you your money back. They just reject it mm-hmm. if it's already taken. Okay. Have you done it before? You want to help yeah. us? Yeah, we can yeah, talk. That. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. We love help. That's something we can help. Love the gun to man. You ain't giving feedback. What? Just do research. nobody has your name. All right. And they make it tricky to do that part. I was looking into that. I don't understand what they're talking about when they. They give you these links to find other names anyway, off subject, but it's really yeah. crazy. Right. You have to have, right. have, right. have, right. have like, like codes and stuff mm-hmm. for it? There's codes. Yeah, I was talking about It's really yeah. like, 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 If you guys figure it out, let me know too. It is kind of tricky. That's why I was trying to get my logo, but I already got my business name. That has been, you know, set. Okay. But it was just a part of my logo. They rejected me because there were so many people with that that name that said what it was spelled mm-hmm. differently, but it sounded the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they rejected it. I lost like three hundred. They don't give you money back. No, you don't. Yeah. That's our bill. You have to sign to not get your money back. You have to throw them in. Wow. So be careful. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. My roommate was an attorney. Who did this stuff for a long time, and so okay. like there are uh, a lot of resources you have. That would be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. So, so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. All the crazy stuff. Um, but I feel like the biggest part of it is the art. That's the biggest part of it. We're actually having our first evening length show in August um, coming out, and the Creators Collective is an art collective in Brooklyn is producing it for us. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. <laughs> um, what else do you think? Um, networking too. Definitely. Networking, building a fan base. Building a fan base with just social media, emails, a lot of emails, like. And then getting back and forth with people, and then they want to give you the runaround and the little details. Mm-hmm. That's what like people who don't read emails. Mm-hmm. It's like that constant back and forth communication. It's just yeah. That, I think that takes up a lot of time and energy because then there's frustration that comes with it too. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it for me. 
Right. You, you really good at like wrapping points up like in a concise way. Yeah. I'm thinking you want to add more to it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's actually all she needed. That's how I know you're a writer. Yes. Um, I dance for like several companies. Um, if there any of them are watching, I love you guys and I love Dance Breed. But uh, <laughs> per, uh, personally, like uh, company in my just in my journey right now is just not what I'm too interested in. I'm too scatterbrained as a person to get a bunch of people together and then try to figure out a payroll. Oh god. <laughs> so personally, like I don't think I want to do that. For, like I, that's like my 15 year plan. Mm. Right now, I just want to enjoy performing and spread love. Mm. Yes. So. I hear that. Shout out to that. Shout out to doing yeah. it for the love too. Yeah. You feel me? Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> forget to ask that question. You're gonna be for me. Um, I'm curious about. So I feel like dance is probably like most things probably maybe split, split into like a commercial art and fine art. Mm -hmm. Fine art is probably narrower audience is probably higher class or higher education and they're paying more for it, but it's like a much smaller usually group of people who sing it and usually I feel like a lot of fans usually fall into that unless you're like in a, a Nelly video or something. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, so how do you, does that part of it, and one, am I accurate in that, in that assumption? Two, if so, does that part of it, um, do you have Issue with it, is there some sort of way that you have to process that or come to terms with that, or you just accept and you're fine with the fact that whoever sees dance and whoever is into dance is into it? And if not, do you have um, a strategy or a point of view for how to kind of translate this thing that you do, which may be more of a fine art, into a more populist kind of setting where more it can be translated in? Uh, uh, become more, get in front of more people. Does that question make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can I start? Yeah. Um, for me, I don't really see it as fine art and commercial art. I see it more as commercial dance and um, concert dance. Okay. Um, and the more money is actually in the commercial versus the concert. I feel like more people can get into concert dance, especially in New York. I feel like commercial is a lot more competitive um, but when you get into those music videos and when you're dancing back up for like J-Lo or Missy Elliott and whatnot, you're making that money. Okay. Um, and that's concert dance. That's and that's commercial dance. That's commercial dance. Commercial dance. Okay. Concert dance is a lot more of contemporary, um, ballet, modern, yeah. 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 But I feel like if you make it into the Alvin Ailey company, you're getting, you're, you're getting some money. Um, Dance Together of Harlem, you're getting some money. Um, Martha Graham, you're getting some money. Um, but if you're like in a smaller company, because um, they have a lot of small companies in New York, you're not really making any little to anything. Um, you're mostly doing it because you love it, um, which is difficult. Because I mean, like, yeah, we all love to dance and perform and create, but we need to eat. Um, so it's it's hard trying to get up there, especially like instead of doing our own company, it's like trying to get up there because we're more into like the concert dance slash poetry <laughs> field. So I'm um, trying to get up there and make more money doing what we love. Like we don't need to be up in Ailey status then. That's fine. But like just trying just trying to that wouldn't hurt. But like trying to trying to get to make some money so we can just do that and pay bills and live life and enjoy just doing that. 
because um, I'm not a commercial dancer at all. I appreciate it. And I think it's dope, and I love watching it. It's incredible, but that's just not what I do at all. It's just not me. Um, so I know I'm not gonna be dancing backup for anybody in that way, hip hop way. Because um, they have had like Florence and the Machines, for example, have like contemporary artists do backup for them. Um, but it's not as as um, common as like a backup hip hop dancer. But it's really difficult to get one of those gigs. So um, I. In terms of, I think there is a difference between commercial dancing and concert dance. Um, what I would say is that a lot of the street styles of dance are kind of coming into the concert dance background. And um, there are ways to get involved in um, those type of performances and make decent money. Um, because I'm, I personally love the theater. Like I grew up in theater and being on stage is probably my favorite thing to do. Um, and I've you know, been in like, I was in a video and that was cool too, but um, there are, there's a smaller scene, but there is a scene where you can do, you know, hip hop and, and various street styles of dance and do it on a concert stage. There's actually, um, there's a company in Philadelphia, uh, Rennie Harris, Pure Movement, um, and he also has Rennie Harris Raw and he's been doing hip hop and other forms of street styles since I wanna say the 90s, maybe even earlier, um, in a concert venue where you have to go to the theater and you have to see it. And he's at the Apollo and all the big theaters throughout um, the US and abroad. Um, and there's also another um, really big um, event called Breaking Convention and it actually started in um, London. And what it does is it takes um, everybody who is not necessarily a concert dancer, ballet modern, you know, those type of dancers, and it gives you a platform to use uh, your, your street style and put it on a concert stage. So I've seen them at the Apollo two years in a row, um, and you have Crumpers, you have B-Boys, you have, you know, Chicago footwork teams, you have all of those people in that theater context. So it's a smaller arena, but it's still possible and it's still out there. And I think as it will, you know, as years go on, hopefully it'll get bigger. I think the, the biggest problem is that, or at least I have as an artist, is that usually depending on where I am performing, I don't necessarily see enough people that look like me in the audience. And I think the only way to um, combat things like that is to make it more accessible, which is, you know, you gotta pay a certain amount for the tickets because city center costs $10,000 to rent, to do this, to do that, you know? Like, it's not cheap. There's a reason why um, people are there, but they also have um, sales, you know, sometimes, like I know when Ailey has their season, like there's a day where tickets are only $10. So I think if we have more programs like that where, you know, people can get a ticket for $10 um, or, or less and, you know, we know about it, um, I think that will help. And I think doing more um, community-based work also helps with kind of bridging that gap. Um, it's, it's a huge gap and it's there and I think it's gonna be there for a while, but I think the more we we try to make things affordable and 
to also, you know, make things equally accessible intentionally. Um, that would that kind of helps in that area. Preach. <laughs> Amen. Word, word, motherfucking man. Hey, yo, so, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear some music now. I ain't going to front. So, yo, I ain't going to front. I fuck with y'all OD, and hopefully this is, like, just a platform for us. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, stay in touch in some kind of way. I want to see how I can support y'all some kind of way. However, because this that's kind of, like, why we, like, why I exist and why I do what I do to try to help make you know, what y'all do accessible, that people understand it more and people appreciate it and value it more and understand the people that's behind it. So um so thank y'all again for that. Again, this is, you know, thank our you. versus life. Thank you. You already know, man. Come on, y'all. Stop. Yeah. Come on, y'all doing that. Oh my god. Stop, bro. Come on, stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nice little fun night, you know, laughter, told the stories, trials and tribulations, the fun parts, the not so fun parts, and how everything ties in with society and all of that. You know, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, man, but uh, that's a wrap for this episode. Shout out to 95 Last for making the beat, the uh, the theme music for the uh, R vs. Light podcast. Shout out to Bestow. It's a it's a charity app that you can use to, to donate to any nonprofit registered organization in a country uh, that rounds off your purchases to the nearest dollar, and at the end of the month sends your change to it. So definitely look into that. It's spelled B S T O W. And uh, this is your boy, the R versus Life. You know, it's uh, the podcast that is geared to inform, inspire, and empower independent artists. So holla if anything. Check us. Check me out on. Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, I said SoundCloud, right? Um, shout out to them for not going out of business. Uh, uh, Stitcher Radio and all of that, all right? Uh, also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, all of that, uh, and hit us on email. It's uh, avrvslightpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought about the interview. Uh, let me know what you didn't like about the, uh, the you know, the interview or this episode. And, let, you know, and uh, let, let me know if there's something that maybe you feel could probably get chimed in on on one of the off each episodes. All right. All right. One. <laughs>